Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. Give it our super scientific rating and uh, just chit chat and be friends. <laughs> I love that. Chit chat and be friends. Chit chat and be friends. Well, because you and I have lives and we don't get a lot of time to talk. And so sometimes we sneak it into the podcast. We didn't used to have such like exciting, thrilling lives. Uh, yeah. We do. I'm just saying, like, you know, when we were when we were at the other place, a lot of our talking was just complaining about. I will. There is. So I was doing. I was editing videos and <laughs> or uh, audio, and then I was I was listening to some of our older stuff. And I will say there is a tonal shift. I feel like both of us sound like 10% happier. <laughs> or like more tired, but I think we sound happier. So to be fair, I don't know if I'm more tired because of that or because I give birth to a child. <laughs> no, I think because we um got rid of the old place, mm-hmm. we started doing other things. Yours is a child, mine is work I actually like doing <laughs> and like great work and now we're just a little bit more tired but happy yeah definitely happier oh yeah so Julie recommendation yeah. <sighs> um okay so this is kind of like a a random and specific yeah um I've been like re-watching my comfort shows mm-hmm. so you know how you have like those series that you just re-watch and yeah um I I have come to discover that my comfort shows are Schitt's Creek and New Girl. Um, So I already made it through all of New Girl. Season seven, interesting. Um, And I'm currently making my way through Schitt's Creek. And it's just quite lovely. Quite lovely. I, mine are How I Met Your Mother and, Mm. yeah, and Parks and Recreation. I really struggle with how how, how, How I Met Your Mother ended. Yes. Yeah, I don't watch the last season. I just don't because it's that it's the one day extended. So, but also like it just felt like they leaned into like no, this was our intention all along, and nothing in the series implies that that's the end game. Yeah. So unless they were trying to like M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> our viewing. I, yeah, I think they just changed their mind. Yeah. Anyway, I don't like being gaslit by series creators <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> um, my recommendation is my friend cody and i took a uh little drive yesterday we went to cleveland to the cleave if you will and we were is gonna go think people call it it's a 30 rock where oh okay uh, to cleveland and then uh, alec baldwin's like we've all been uh allured by the cleave <laughs> and so we just call it that now um but we went up to Cleveland. We were going to hike, but it started pouring down rain. So we went to the Disney immersive experience. Oh. And let me tell you, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It was like like a Taylor Swift concert because we had wristbands that like lit up at certain times. And there were two different kinds of bubbles, one regular bubble, another bubble filled with dry ice. Oh, my gosh. There were projections all around you, including on the floor. And so, like, when Colors of the Wind was playing and Pocahontas was, like, canoeing around the room, um, on the floor were, like, puddles and leaves. And when you walked, they, like, moved out of your way. So it was 
Cody and myself, and then a whole bunch of parents with their teeny, teeny children <laughs> singing, uh, singing uh, Disney songs. And they did, we don't talk about Bruno and it's like bricks were on the ground. So you could like move them as you were uh, just walking around. It was so cool. Wow. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Now, if you're randomly in Cleveland, I think that's the only place that I think there's one in Toronto too. Is it a perm like not permanent, but like is it semi permanent there or is it a touring? It's a touring thing. So it's the same people that did uh immersive Van Gogh and immersive Frida Kahlo, which I don't actually recommend either of those. Well, so you know there were two that did immersive Van Gogh. Yes, it's lighthouse immersive. Okay. That one. I, I recently learned this and like the little bit of a scandal of the fact that there were two. Yeah. That's how you get, well, and we think that the reason that this one was better was because it was still a controlled IP and not. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So that's, that's our, th- because those were just like the lighthouse one at least was just, okay. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, well, I'll have to check. I don't know if it'll come to my area, <laughs> you know, you what with the people. Disney. You never know. Yeah. Especially with like your amazing life that you're living right now. Uh, <laughs> you might be in Cleveland in a few weeks. You never know. That's true. That's very true. All right. So Julie. Yeah. Today. Oh shit. I didn't get. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about. We're making discoveries in real time. We are. I uh... I do like when you were giving me the name of the movie. You didn't even bother to give me the full name. I didn't. I was like, just look up his name. And it's that one. <laughs> There's no other movie that has this in the title. Trust okay. me. <laughs> well, to be fair, was there Julie? Was no, there wasn't. There was okay. only one. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. Um, Louis Wayne was many things during his incredible life. Artist, inventor, entrepreneur, and caretaker. Caretaker. I'm tired. <laughs> After adopting a stray kitten, he went on to paint the extraordinary images of cats that made him world famous. It came out in 2021. It is an Amazon Prime original. And doesn't that sound like a cute little movie? I did not realize it was an Amazon Prime original. Yeah, I know. I did this to us. But doesn't, Julie, doesn't that sound like a cute little Laura, movie? why are you shitting on your choices? Don't talk about my friend like that. No, but okay. So it sounds like a cute little movie. So cute, right? Laura, have we learned nothing from our Benedict Cumberbatch movie choices? He he plays the same character over and over. He does, and he does it very well. But so it's good. always it's always a deeply tormented character. Yeah. What? It, how did you think this was going to be a cute movie? Well, it starts off very quirky and the trailer is very quirky. And I was like, oh, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. And it's like with all the images of the cats that he um, creates and like they're dancing and, you know, and he's like with them. And so I thought, ooh, we've we've done a lot of, (laughs) I was going to call him Ben come like as a short. And I was like, ooh, gross. Uh, A lot of Benny Cumberbatch movies. And I thought, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, we watched one where he was just quirky and it was a cute little movie. (laughs) And then I watched it. And after we were done, I messaged you because we have um, have a mutual friend who comes over and watches the movies with you. 
that there are things in this movie. Um, so his wife <laughs> dies of cancer uh, and not in this like beautiful nostalgic way, but it's, I think. Oh, yeah, there's no soft filter. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, just so you know, I really want, I really think that you shouldn't have so-and-so watch this with you. I don't know if you were thinking about it, but I think it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Julie, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, you you mentioned the one, and mm-hmm. that that is the, um, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch often plays the same character. Mm-hmm. However, he does it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I my first note was Benedict Cumberbatch plays the same character. Benedict Cumberbatch plays the same character and rips my heart out. Yeah. Even his name, Cumberbatch, like Benedict Cumberbatch, like he's just destined to play someone that's off kilter and curmudgeonly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do think this episode needs a content warning, not just for the cancer. Yes. Um, but when the cat died, it like really affected me. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I don't know. I just, it just really got me. Like our mm-hmm. pets take care of us so much and like like mm-hmm. we physically take care of them but like emotionally they're the ones doing all the work yeah yep and so Look that, just, dog. that got me yeah i um i will say that like i the first few it took a really long time to get to the cats uh especially one particular cat peter um which was his cat um, but there's a boxing scene in the very beginning that I truly enjoyed just the vibe of. <laughs> like, it was just the vibes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I Did you watch it? Do you watch with open, like, closed captioning or do you? Oh, we are exclusive closed caption people now because of the baby. Okay. Did you notice that Peter, the cat, when he meowed, they sometimes gave him lines? Yes. That... I did notice that that like there's a beach scene (laughs) where he they are all like him and his sisters and peter the cat are trekking forward and it's a it's played by a real cat um not like a puppet or whatever uh just because i keep saying that it's a quirky little movie um they or was i thought it was going to be but so they're rolling along and the cat meows meows and then with every meow (laughs) The closed captioning says, where are we going? Where are we going? And then Benedict Cumberbatch responds <laughs> with like, oh, it's just a few more miles, just a few more miles. We're going to, and unless you have that on, yeah, you're not getting that little, and I think that's, I don't know. There's something about that that I loved. I <laughs> thought that was really cute. And like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me that it was out of the ordinary that they were captioning the cap. I was just like, oh Yeah. Yeah. And now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, that's so clever. Yeah. Just like you only get that like extra layer of mm-hmm. when you were in there. Um, I think it's interesting that like I I think it's interesting how many filters they used for the flashback scenes. Mm. And from like a filming perspective. I feel like they only had one camera to film this or one type of camera. And then they did a whole bunch of stuff in post, which made it look very 
awkward, I think. I'm especially thinking of like the drowning scene. Yeah. Oh, yes. I I am not as good at speaking to that stuff. Um, but my experience as someone without experience watching it was that it was a little bit sort of like chaotic but not in like a controlled chaos in mm -hmm. like a I'm I'm lost in the film in this moment and I'm like trying to just like lock on to what's being said to mm -hmm. like have something to ground me yeah and part of you wonders like was that intentional mm. you know like and I didn't even think about it but just the way you described it of like I'm lost in this chaos and doesn't feel grounded it's like well I guess that's what they want you to feel <laughs> I guess, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, it worked on me. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, it's hard because there are so many people that we want to know the stories of. Or we don't even know we want to know the stories of. Like, I didn't know who this artist was. But then the moment they started, I was like, oh, I've seen his art. So right. I was like, have I heard of this person? How have I not heard of this person? And then there was like one cat photo that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, but they live tragic lives or they live, you know, like not tragic lives. I think also that no matter who you are, unless you love no one and nothing, you will experience death and loss. Mm. And how do you create a biopic and like this one's a little different because it truly influenced kind of his um, decline in his mental health. But there's so many that that becomes the subject of the biopic. Yeah. And then biopics have the same rhythm because we all experience death and loss. Mm. And so, yeah, they front ended it. Yeah. I also thought it was very interesting and and this may be credit to the actor this may be credit to the writing but the sort of like portrayal of like you are the person that supports this family mm -hmm. um I think sometimes it comes out like more like because I don't want to work you know like it just doesn't like fully translate and and so like the people not working or whatever sort of come across as like lazy or whatever and that's obviously not the case but I, I think that the tone of this one really sort of presented well the like there's nothing for these women to do yeah at their social status and like the fact that like him getting a cat mm -hmm. like people were like oh that's not appropriate for your social status so it, it's not always as easy as like well, just go get a job and start working. Go be a governess, even though you're a different social sphere. Yeah. And the desperation between, like, for, for all. Like, those systems don't help anyone, except mm -hmm. for the very, very, very top, right? Like, the untouchables. So we even think about, you know, this, like, middle-class royalty. And then there's a standard to uphold that can easily be shattered. And so it's... Yeah, I thought it did the the sister dynamic I think was one I hadn't seen in films like when mm -hmm. it came to and like the mother dynamic. You usually see like 
the mother sitting on a throne of rose petals or what you know the uh ant march of it all yeah yeah um yeah and I think like actually the little women like equation you know where you think of this story compared to the March sisters and and like Lori and you know like and how things were so different because of social status Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think Claire Foy and Helena Bottom Carter have a lot of the same DNA (laughs) Claire Claire Foy I think is like a a subtle version of Helena Bottom Carter or maybe just what Helena Bottom Carter continues to get cast in because of um... Burton yeah yeah just like went out of my head you forgot about Tim Burton yeah, I but it just took me a really long time because I was like, when was this movie made? Okay, so Helena's not that young. Oh, it's Claire Foy. So you know how um old men have not old men, but men like our father's age have mm-hmm. like, you know, their civil war fascinations, or maybe it's ships or horses or boats or whatever. And then yeah. others have like my mom reads exclusively like World War II novels. I was like, I think I have Victorian biopics, which it's like, <laughs> I will watch. I will watch all of them. I may not like be like, oh, that was great, but I'll watch them. So, I I didn't think it was bad. I just it was like, I don't know. It just hit me harder. Yeah, it hit. I think it most, just hit me harder. Yeah. Well, and that's. I think I don't apologize for the pick. I oh, apologize okay. for where i was emotionally when i picked it i thought mm. cute little cat movie <laughs> like, oh and, and julie's gonna love it because the cat because i'm a dog i cats are great i just i'm a dog person um i've never had cats live with me but cute little cat movie um and julie's gonna love it and i'm gonna not think about my troubles for two hours and then an hour in i went oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> so i don't apologize for the pick i just apologize because i was like in my head not what we were gonna watch was gotcha. like okay and then he is the breadwinner and he wants to pursue his passion but he better get a job so first off like there's <laughs> and then, oh cancer and we're not gonna like gloss over it. the i will say the one scene that i loved that you don't see a lot was like him trying to cheer her up and she was like i have he goes you i have cancer yeah Yeah. and that was very honest and real because a lot of times in movies where you know people are suffering it's like okay and then we'll go to the beach and everyone will be happy and we'll have this beautiful moment and it's like sometimes you know you don't get that yeah no you're absolutely right like sometimes I just want to be sad yeah and you can't make me happy and also you asking me what you can do to make me happy is not the not the thing to do (laughs) like sit with me please yeah (sighs) all right so Julie anything else before Mm, I'm checking my I'm checking my notes the notes Nope, just uh, I also felt like the um, the the mental health aspect um, I also thought was significant in the movie because typically I feel like 
if there's mental health addressed in the movie, it's one person. So mm-hmm. it just like immediately others them. Mm-hmm. But multiple people um, had, you know, like there were there was mental health to be addressed from multiple people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it, it normalizes it more when it's like, no, it's not just like one out of 30, you know? Mm-hmm. I say that not having been to see my therapist in like <laughs> two months because of the insurance change and not getting information, but I go back in like a week and I can't wait. Yay. Yes. Our biggest recommendation for this podcast is mental health. Like go to a therapist, go and not, and not just, it's great when you're going through a bad time, like amazing, but where the real like work gets done is when you're just sitting in like your normal stuff and also if you have an insurance system that doesn't support weekly therapy which i'm like what is like preventative this system Mm -hmm. we should have preventative care but if it's a system where it's like oh you get you know 10 eap per topic whatever Mm -hmm. great pick up a topic every every 10 sessions find a new topic there's so much that we need to to help ourselves with that we didn't get in life and that's not because anyone failed us it's simply because we were not meant to have such a complicated busy life yeah and and for those who don't know this is going to be a uh an eap is an employee assistance program and even if you don't have health insurance a lot of your companies will say hey we have an eap and people won't pursue that so really like ask about it um get that information call it's free and the eap has usually has mental health services it also has like financial wellness services where you can talk to people about like getting your finances in line it they have like career services if you're in a job that you're using the eap but you like want resume help or like really pursue that because most people don't um and it's not restricted to if you have the health insurance too. Yeah. Yeah. Part-time. It's usually a blanket EAP for all employees. If you work five hours a week or 60. So. So Julie. Yeah. <laughs> One out of 10 notebooks full of cat drawings. <laughs> what would you give this movie? Um, I think I'd give it like a 6.5. Okay. Um, really. 6.5. Because six feels too low. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that it was a good movie, but I don't think that like the ground has shooketh beneath me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a six, and I think like six to seven for you and me is. I watched it. All right, I'm probably not gonna remember it in a few years, um, because it wasn't like that bad. But I'm never gonna rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. so julie what do you have to look forward to um well um i get to go to miami next weekend for work so that's exciting um i'm doing a new to me comic-con nice um it's it's been despite other work challenges this year from the standpoint of like my comic-con hosting it's actually been a really good year this is the most i've hosted thus far um and it's also been like there's a few that i consistently hosted and this is like the third year in a row i've hosted Mm -hmm. um 
so I'm I'm feeling good about myself and that work. As you know, I like to find the flaws in all the things I do under the pretense of like, well, I'm trying to find ways to improve, but really it's just, I'm mean to myself. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a most actors thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we're constantly getting notes and we're like trying to be better, be better, be better. And so we're not very, if you've been acting for a while, you're not used to just like, that was great. I'm killing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just a butt. So. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I have lots to look forward to in general. I am going to uh, Indianapolis next week, which um, is not for, it's for a funeral, which is sad. However, I am trying to, this is therapy, but I'm getting to a point where like, I'm so incredibly uh, happy with the friends that I have in my life. Like I truly have the mm. most amazing friends that like I know are there for me and I'm there for them and I would drop everything for them and I feel the same and so um part of going to Indianapolis is I have two very good friends that just happen to live there my family my family lives there but uh, they also just happen to live there now so anytime I go out there I get that that little spark of happiness and so um yeah so like it's not like the best reason to go but at the same point being like okay and on saturday we have a funeral and on sunday Mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. hanging out with you and how amazing um yeah yeah all right well speaking of amazing listeners you're amazing (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening um buy our merch hoping to have some new fun stuff coming out soon um rate review subscribe and then send us a little dm on instagram if there's anything you want us to cover uh yeah yeah this this season because we're bi-weekly is kind of new and different we're we're ready for recommendations we're ready for a spice and news so if you have anything you want us to add let us know so thanks for listening bye bye Culture Period Peace Podcast is a member of the Trident Network. To catch more of our podcasts, live shows, and videos, head over to thetridentnetwork.com.